We dumped some of their kind here. What? The joints. They left the weight outside. We don't want them. Welcome to the Vintage Rebellion podcast. Um, oh, look at that. Whooping. Yeah, whooping. How many of you listen to the podcast? Okay. Oh, there's a few. Oh, okay. Duncan, what do you mean you don't listen to the podcast? That's better. I thought I was going to worry then. I thought I'm crikey. It's an entire show dedicated to you and your Stars Collectors archive. So, Richard Crikey. Hutchinson, you're sounding a bit different this <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Richard Hutchinson. Right, we are other member... He's not here. Um, he's gone back up north. So uh, if you hear us doing Geordie accents, we're just taking the piss out of Richard, okay? So I do uh, apologise for that. So Furniture Rebellion podcast, we do about a four and a half hour podcast every month, believe it or not. Most people listen, stretch it out over the week and listen in little bits and pieces. But that's our thing. We've been going since 2014 and we've done 102 shows. So there's a lot of content. We worked out it's just about 19 and a half days of content if you want to go back and, uh, and re-listen to everything. So uh, feel free, feel free. The first few podcasts aren't great, but uh, after that, it's amazing. So, right, I'm Pete Davis. Uh, my claim to fame is being in Return of Jedi Weekly uh, for like a very small amount of time. My picture's in it as a 10-year-old, so that's it. That's my Star Wars claim to fame. I collect uh, Empire Strikes Back Tat. I collect Queen Amidala stuff. I've got some ridiculous items recently. Ray figurines. I collect hand carbonite and a, kind of a carbonite focus going on at the moment as well. Kind of a bit, a bit strange, but recently he has just been very focused on Queen Amidala nonsense. And I picked up some great stuff like a bowling ball and luggage and a rocking chair. And it just goes on forever and ever. So if you ever find anything, you know, Duncan, would get rid of anything? You know, you just pass on those, those knee pads, those skateboard knee pads. You don't want to get rid of them. I love them. Right, on my right here, we have Mr. Andy Preston. Hello, everybody. Thank you. I think that's the first time I've ever had a round of applause like that. Very welcome. Yeah, uh, Andy Preston, I am a vintage collector. Um, I saw Star Wars for the first time in the cinema back at the age of eight. Loved it. Really blew me away. Um, immediately went out and started buying the toys. I remember buying my first Palatoy 12-back Darth Vader, which, of course, was ripped straight off the card and uh, played with and enjoyed, as they should have been. Um, had uh, a lot of the other merchandise. I had um, stationery and I had bath products and I had the wallpaper on my wall and absolutely loved it. So that's the focus of my collecting now. I collect anything that was um, made in Britain or made for the British market. Um, in that vintage period in the 70s and 80s. Uh, also a little sideline and cast and crew gear, um, and that's from any country. Any sideline, country. Andy. It's a sideline. It's a He's side wearing line. it. Look. You've got it here. <laughs> nah, that, How much you spend on that? That, that? 
That's not the real thing, Pete. The real thing's the real thing's safer. Yeah, you're a bit like the real thing you got at home. How much you spend on that? Come on. Thousand. <coughs> he moved his children out of the house into the shed <laughs> and rented the rooms out. Yes. So uh, yeah, that's me. He's playing himself down. Uh, if you want to know anything about British collectibles, he'll just reel it off like that. I've never. He's got an encyclopedic brain. Right, talking of encyclopedic brains, Andy. Whoa, thank you, Pete. That was harsh. <laughs> That was harsh. Uh, Sorry, Jason. I, I have a cabbage brain, to be fair. I remember <laughs> nothing at all. So I, I'm Andy Spoons Norton. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Heather. Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. And in all, so this is actually amazing that, they, that we've got these people here. We're at the end of all the podcasts on a Monday. Everyone's worn out. We were kind of thinking, are we really just going to have my family here? So the thank you all for coming here. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I've got no claims to fame about comics or anything like that. I've read them. I read, I read these comics and find people that we know in them. That's my, uh, that's my skill. But collect vintage diecast mostly these days. I do uh, vintage Star Wars diecast.co.uk UK, for all your vintage diecast needs. Uh, and I'm also a Hanhoff collector, which I've been doing for many a year now, but very few pieces to find, certainly within my budget. So that's, uh, I think that's me really. I mean, actually, in terms of a background, very similar to Andy, I always say to people that I've been into Star Wars since I saw Empire Strikes Back, I think for my ninth birthday in 81, kind of the second year after it came out. But I was thinking about this before the panel we did. And actually, I, can, I think back to going to my childminders after junior school, and the childminders kid had an Imperial Troop Transport, and I knew nothing about Star Wars. But that toy was there, and that's kind of my first thing, kind of my first link to Star Wars toys. And here I am, however many years, 45 years later, something like that, um, kind of doing a podcast. And it's, yeah, I would never have thought that would be the case. So that's me. Right, I was being mean to Jason. That's terrible me. Jason is Mr. Palatoy, and he will explain why. Well, yeah, my name's Richard Jordanson, and I collect whippets and call. Well, he's not here, so somebody had to say it. Um, yes, so yes, I am known as Mr. Paratoy, and... Way. You've got a big fan club. I didn't even get, like, one fan club. Um, so I've been collecting um, since about 2005, and in, I think it was 2006, I, I kind of took over and started maintaining the Palatoy cardback matrix. So there's an online... Um, website with the matrix on it and it's also in book form from echo base now as well you can get a kind of printed version of it um yeah so i saw all the original films i was probably about nine when star wars started coming out in the uk um i kind of faded out to faded out um of star wars when um the ZX81 came out in um 1981 so about the age of 12 onwards i was just kind of lost in computers at that point. But I did have the original first 12 figures um, and a land speeder and some other little bits and bobs. My collection these days, it's, um, I've got like the first 20 Palatoy mint on card. I've got probably about 2000 card backs now. So I've got maybe 450 unique different Palatoy cards. So like everything's a print variation for me. So if it's got a little factory code on it, it's a different card and I must have it. So so I've got all that. I, I, I've also got a lot of UK collectibles. So I've got quite a good Helix collection. I've got Letraset, HCF, Clearo, stuff like that. And I've got a 2-1-B focus, um, 
which I've been neglecting for the last few years. I, I feel I should be getting more 2-1-B collectibles. So that's me. You need to cosplay as that, Jason, 2-1-B. I'd oh, love to see that. You, you want me to cosplay as 2-1-B? That yeah. would be... Um, Especially that, that inside bit that's see-through. would be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm also known for cosplaying, but I, I haven't really done a Star Wars cosplay yet. So I'm kind of known for cosplaying Biff Tannen from Back to the Future <laughs> and... Lewis Dodgson from Jurassic Park. It's that good. Um, it's that good. I'm not joking. Do, you can't do Thor anymore. You did do Fat Thor. Yeah, I did gone. do Fat Thor, but I've, I have lost about um, three stone in the last um, six months. So I've, I've kind of like, I've lost a lot of my stature. But I do want to do... Um, good clapping. That's like that. It's good. I want to do... If I'm going to do a Star Wars cosplay, I think I, I would want to do uh, Uncle Owen. So uh, maybe with a, an arm Can I broom. be Baru? And then just as, as, you, as I see stormtroopers going around, you would just like dive behind a partition and they'll go, there'd be a loud bang and they'll be, oh, it's happened again. And I'd throw out a blackened skeleton at that point. <laughs> so it'd be a nice little tie-in because you see stormtroopers everywhere, obviously. So anyway. Jason was actually very kind to put me, me up for this uh, London celebration. And he's very kind to actually share his his collection with us. I mean, I've got to take some of it home, obviously. Thank you, Jason. But it is a phenomenal collection, and it's beautifully presented. You've got a real eye for it, Jason. I mean, some of the... And his car box, it's just like a shop. So what can I have when I, when we, when I go tomorrow? Uh, um, nothing. Oh. <laughs> right. We'll get into it. What we're going to do now is just quickly talk about... Well, not quickly talk about. We're going to, going to, going to yarn on, I expect, about our... Um, uh, well, no, we'll, do, we'll do that bit. Uh, about memories of Return of the Jedi. So um, I was, or oh, crikey, I can remember when it started to come out. So about sort of 82-ish things started to happen. And it was seeing this little fishy guy suddenly started appearing on cards. It's like, what on earth was going on there? So my expectations of Return of the Jedi weren't great when I was a kid. Again, I was about nine years old and it was like, ooh, fish guys, not sure about that. But then when I saw Jabba the Hutt, I've never seen it like it. I still, even today, I don't think anything comes close to Jabba the Hutt, the way he looks. He, I mean, he, you know, he almost smells on screen. It, it's so intense. And you know, it, it is one of those things that I think probably, probably can't stay with me. Um, I think the Ewoks, sadly, are normally negative, but they did kill me off uh, when lots of bears started coming out. I mean, as a nine-year-old and there's computers coming out and stuff, that, that did kind of like soil my uh, enthusiasm for Star Wars suddenly. But um, I just remember in the stores the, the phenomenal amount of stuff that came out, which we will, we are, shall be covering slightly later with, with Duncan, some of the stuff that did come out. But uh, yeah, Andy, your memories return to Jedi then? Yeah, well, I'm exactly the same as yourself, Pete. First, oh, that's good. That's uh, Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> First um, inkling of Return of the Jedi really was this strange Admiral Akbar figure. It was on the back of the. Uh, the action figure cards, a, a mail-away promotion. So, of course, I mailed away for Admiral Akbar, and he came a few days later in a little white box, very pleased with that. I hadn't a clue who he was, but it uh, was a nice figure. Um, Fishman. Fishman, indeed. I can remember getting um, some of the earlier figures, because uh, the figures, I think, were released before the movie. So we were speculating at school who these guys were. And uh, most interesting, on the back of the cards, there were two blacked-out figures, two fuzzy outlines. And a friend of mine maintained that that's exactly what you got when you bought the figure. You got this fuzzy <laughs> black blob, one of which was called Chief Chirper, and the other one was called Logray. And uh, we wondered who on earth these guys were. Of course, as Pete says, they turned out to be teddy bears, didn't they? Um, but uh, eventually Return of the Jedi did hit the theatres, and I remember going down to Torquay, um, we lived in Timberth in South Devon at the time, and uh, thank you. you've got a fan. 
and we, uh, we piled three or four of my school friends into the car, all very excited, drove down there, and I can remember a huge queue outside the cinema, snaking back down the street, and uh, having to wait for, what, at age 12 or whatever I was, seemed forever. Yeah, uh, 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 23, Andy, come on. <laughs> Don't lie. Something like that. Five or six. <laughs> Yeah, and I can remember whilst I was waiting, we'd have a little wander up to go and have a look at the cinema and have a look at the uh, the, the posters outside and the, the stuff in the, 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 the lobby cards and so on. And there was a chap in there who was selling these little program books. You've probably seen them, the white um, cover um, special collector's edition. So I bought one of those and took it back to read in the line. And uh, that's that's a good memory, waiting to go into Jedi. Um, after that, carried on collecting the figures, got all the first series of figures and the vehicles, etc. But uh, again, after that, no, losing interest, turning to Dungeons and Dragons and computers and Marriage, things like that. Marriage, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I got the Emperor. The Emperor was a mail away, so again, sent off my action figure names, ruined all my card backs, cutting the names out, sticking them down, sending them off got the emperor but after that no i was too old for star wars so age 13 too old here i am 52 still, 52 still <laughs> he just retired <laughs> um the memories of the movie absolutely loved it blown away uh, i thought um jabba's palace and jabba's sail barge were fantastic really loved the creatures um i thought the battles were fantastic again um on the sail barge and the skiff um, that battle with the, the, the rebels escaping, Luke catching his lightsaber from R2-D2 and skiff guards tumbling into the Sarlacc pit. Thought that was great. Not so sure about uh, Ewoks, perhaps, but uh, the end battle with action going on in space and in the throne room on the Death Star and on Endor, I thought all that was just wonderful. Um, just so much action piled upon action. And, uh, yeah, Luke's triumphant um, end to the, uh, to the movie... Not defeating Vader, but redeeming him. I thought that was fantastic. And uh, yeah, I really appreciated Luke's journey. So I thought it was a really fitting end to the trilogy. And if that was the last Star Wars film we were ever going to get, which of course then it was, then uh, yeah, that, that'll do for me. Anything you still have, Andy, from back in the day? Yeah, a few bits. Um, but the trouble is all my figures, when I, when I got back into collecting um, in the 1990s, um, I didn't think to keep my childhood collection separate. So all my figures were all, were all sort of bundled in with others that I bought then. So there's just a few figures that I can recognise as being childhood ones because they've still got that reddish mud from the garden <laughs> in the little nooks and crannies. So uh, yeah, those, those are my childhood ones. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, a few, few bits and pieces. Spoons, come on. Well, You're not so old. You're not as old as Andy. Not quite as old as Andy. Still pretty old. So, but... <laughs> Actually, it was E.T. was probably the first film I remember the hype for. So just a little bit before Return of the Jedi. But so with those Marvel comics, I think any comics back in the day here, uh, Whoopi I used to get, you see the adverts for Revenge of the Jedi. And I remember seeing those before the film came out. Me and my school friends being absolutely amazed we're going to get a new Star Wars film. I don't remember any of that for the earlier ones. don't remember Star Wars at all. So that was the first film I remember the hype for. And it was also the first film that I went to see twice. Uh, not because I actually loved it seeing it first time, but I went for a friend's birthday and then it was my brother's birthday not long after. So I saw the, the film twice in quick succession. And until the recent releases of Star Wars, so the uh, 
don't think it was the prequels, certainly the sequels. I don't think I'd seen any film twice at the cinema. Uh, so that was, you know, it was a fantastic film. I'm not as discerning as some of these people. Had no issue with the Ewoks whatsoever. They were great. I remember those blacked out figures on the back being, you know, what, what are these, what are these? Uh, I was lucky enough as well to live in a, a big estate. So all the kids in the street had Star Wars toys and they'd all be out playing with in the street. So remember my, me and my brother, we, uh, I don't remember my mum wearing gold or silver nail varnish, but I had silver nail varnish on the feet of my figures. My brother had gold on his. All the other kids in the street had their, their figures marked. The, the free figures, so Akbar, kind of he would be, uh, you know, some kids would have him. I remember sending off for the emperor, that really clearly the emperor arriving. Uh, so, but I'd probably stop playing with toys, but I Andy, maybe a year later. So, but the Return of the Jedi figures feature so strongly in my childhood memories, but in reality, it's probably little more than a year, maybe a year and a half. I remember going to Asda, uh, and Asda was relatively new to us then with my grandma, maybe in like November, and her buying us early, early Christmas presents, and my brother and myself getting speeder bikes off the shelf. So got, you know, for those childhood memories, which is, and I hope is why most of you listen, it's why certainly we, we do the show, it's all that nostalgia, and it's all so vivid with Return of the Jedi, and it's just, it's just amazing, it's 40 years old. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think any strong, you know, the film I loved, as I say, I had no issue with any of the scenes, lots of battles, that's what, well, how old would I have been? 10-year-old, that's what 10-year-old me liked, battles, lightsabers, blasters, it had them all. I was a happy spoons. Andy, favourite Ewok? Uh, Wicket. I actually remember Simon Tagala at school. He used to bring his Wicket to school every single day. And <laughs> these memories are just all there. Great right. toy. Right. Come on, Jason. Well, um, I'm two years older than Andy's. I'm like 54. So when Return of the Jedi came out, I was 14. And um, I'd been lost to some computers at that point. So... Um, yeah, my, mem my memories of Return of the Jedi, um, not an awful lot because um, I had the first 12 Star Wars figures and then when, when Empire Strikes Back came out, we'd, we'd, I'd go around my mate's house, he had all the Empire Strikes Back figures and we'd play with his Empire Strikes Back stuff and then we'd go around mine and we'd play with Action Man. So um, yeah, Return That's of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, they would have been... Um, I'd have been playing 3D Star Strike, which was the, the kind of knockoff Star Wars game. Um, is that the one on the Spectrum? That is ZX Spectrum. So, yeah, I got one of those in 1983, so I was kind of playing with that a lot. Um, I do have a good story about um, rediscovering my childhood figures, though. Um, obviously, when I started collecting, I got a mint set of figures, and then I'd be buying a lot of card backs with figures. So I'd end, I ended up with like, you know, five or six figures for a lot of these things. And then went, oh, I, I, I want my childhood figures now. Now, which ones are they? And I had a photo that I'd taken of all 12 of them back in 2003. And from, from that picture, the, the, you know, there's little paint imperfections in each figure. And like, there'll be a tear on a cloak. And I was able to do, identify all of my childhood figures from that photo in this big big pile of figures, so I was very happy about that. But the actual movie itself, I remember being very, very kind of annoyed with the Ewoks because they're just like little teddy bears with sticks and they're up against um, 
kind of clone troopers who are kind of trained to fight and kind of kill people. And um, they ended up as a pile of um, kind of bongo drums at the end of the film. So I was kind of fairly annoyed by that. But as a collector, I've kind of really mellowed. I've actually started to really like the Ewoks now. And I'm, you know, obviously a brand new Princess Nisa fan, as you may have heard on the podcast. <laughs> I think he's fallen in love with Princess Nisa is the truth about this. So yes. He's got a bag, he's got a hat, he's got a cloak, he's got everything. It's amazing, he loves her. Next cosplay. Yes. Oh yeah, there we go. Jason, that's Princess Nisa. Right, well I want to cut now to our special guest. Um, Andy, you might want to swap that yep, side. I'll do that. So Duncan can see the slides. Now, Duncan Jenkins is our very special guest today. So Duncan, come out on stage. Does anyone know Duncan Jenkins, who he is? Yes, his wife, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will let him introduce himself, but um, all I can say is he has quite a bit of Star Wars stuff. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I have the uh, collection that I call the Sithsonian, and uh, it's a a separate building that houses about 200,000 different uh, Star Wars items from all over the world. So that's different different items. Close. Right. I, I have been frenzied about this for the last few days, right, when I found out what we, what we were going to do, which sounds ridiculous, right? But Duncan has picked out, we said, right, come on, come on the podcast and pick out your five Return of Jedi kind of obscurities. Now, number one is ridiculous, right? No one's ever seen it, well, not for quite a long time. If any of you have seen it, you're all liars. But it is ridiculous, and we've just been getting very, very excited about this picture. Because I don't, I don't, it's not even on the archive, is it, the picture? So... Uh, the individual ones are on the archives, yeah. Oh, uh, the very, oh, uh, yes. Yeah, no, the, no, no, the, the, la- the surprise one, The yes. last uh-huh. one. Yeah, right, it's not on the archive one. yet. Yeah, it's not on, yet. You say yet. Mm-hmm. Right, so, Duncan, take it away. What's right. this? Okay, so this is a group of pencil sharpeners uh, from Mexico, and uh, the company was called uh, Creaciones uh, Juanin, uh, J-U-I-N, uh, so I probably butchered the pronunciation on that. But they're just hilarious looking. I mean, these are licensed uh, products, and the little sharpeners in the base uh, there. But, uh, you know, Wicket looks a little uh, uh, skeptical of being next to Darth <laughs> Vader, like he's going to be taking him. And then uh, Akbar with his little mustache, I think, is a nice touch as well. <laughs> right. And, of course, you can't have a, a conversation of Star Wars collectibles without talking about underoos. I don't know why, but they always come up. So uh, Return of the Jedi, they added a new line of, of um, characters, and in this case it was Chewbacca, uh, the underwear that's fun to wear. It was their tagline, and inside of the box there was a, a certificate, so... You could become a Jedi Knight by buying underwear. You didn't have to do the trials or anything that uh, all the old Jedi Knights went through. It was a much easier way to do it during Return of the Jedi. I always found it a bit strange, like when you're collecting something like got focus, and the underoos problem arrives. Right. So I find it a bit odd, you know, collecting underwear. Uh-huh. And Is they have the, the commercial on on YouTube that you can watch, but that's just a little odd too. So yeah, <laughs> let's move on, Duncan. Let's that's move right. On. Yeah. Let's keep going. Moving right along, uh, Denmark now, uh, and so this is uh, Yoda's own blend of tea. So um, it makes sense. He cooks a good root leaf stew. Uh, he also makes up a nice blended tea, 
Uh, so well, next time you're wanting to have a little tea time, you might want to check this one out. This was by um, Iverson and Larson was the company name. And this is a good example. A lot of people think that uh, licensed products go through the same you know, rigorous testing and quality control that um, you know, everything does across the world, but that's not true, obviously. So these were one of those where it's better to ask uh, forgiveness than it is to ask permission because these were created before uh, they went to Lucasfilm for the, the permission to actually make the product. Uh, but it is um, post-licensed. Um, it's, so it's kind of one of those borderline cases where was it really, really licensed or not. Duncan, I've got to ask, have you tried it? What does it taste I like? I have not, no. Oh. Uh, I know, so I can't give you a good uh, taste of or te um, information on what it tastes like. Yeah, I'm intrigued to know what Yoda's tea would taste That's like. Right. Is it uh, a, a nice refined <laughs> Earl Grey or a good English breakfast tea? What, what, would, you, what would you reckon it, Yoda yeah, might enjoy? Rooty, horrible, like minestrone, yeah. kind of soupy yeah. tea. Actually, it's got, to, it's got to be green tea, hasn't it? It's very rooty, yeah. I would I, imagine. I think it would be about the same as his food, which Luke absolutely hated. Be snakes in it. <laughs> and then this is from Australia. Uh, so there are a lot of good food products, uh, one of the areas that I really enjoy. But uh, from Australia, they had um, ice lollies, as you all would uh, say. Uh, popsicles is what we would call them in the United States, but these are special because they come with Jedi jelly. I don't know what Jedi jelly is, <laughs> and it may not be approved by most governing bodies uh, for uh, cons human consumption, but uh, whatever, um, those have Jedi jelly in it. So. And uh, related to your Akbar stories then, this was another way that you could get the Admiral Akbar figure, uh, the Toll Toys version was to mail off by eating lots of these ice lollies and uh, sending in the wrappers. <laughs> Jedi jelly, a bit odd, but then perhaps not surprising coming from the same company that also did a Return of the Jedi promotion on Harper's Dog Chow. That is, yes, the Dog Chow is another famous Australian one that was during Return of the Jedi, and that almost made my my top five, but I, I didn't I didn't go for it. But yeah, you've got to have man's best friend getting some uh, some love of Star Wars collectibles as well. Okay, right. Here it comes. So just, just be careful, right? Don't get too excited. So just adjust your seats and relax, okay? So here we go. Hang on, just calm. Good. Just wait for a little bit. Just take a deep breath. Calm. There we go. Oh, no. Only joking, of course. Just, okay, here we go. I'm not joking now, okay? Deadly serious. Deadly serious. I think I'll get away with that one. Right, it genuinely is the next one, okay? Duncan, are you ready? I'm ready. Boys, are you ready? We're ready. Andy looks very ready for something. I'm not quite sure what. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I want to go yeah, get well. something. Okay, here we go. <gasps> a Star Wars speedboat. Star Wars speedboat, naturally, right? Uh, of course, they're... What would you not expect when licensed products? Because you all remember the famous boating scene from Return of the Jedi <laughs> with the speedboats. Um, or maybe that was a cut scene, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, So Aquafun, also from Australia, did a line of inflatable uh, swim aids. And so they had the little swimmies that you would put on your um, forearms to help swim, which was an, an Ewok. Uh, and they did an R2-D2. And then they had the, the ring, the, the tube uh, that you would have. And then there were some others 
that uh, also created a canoe and a speedboat. So this obviously is not motorized. Um, and the kind of an interesting story about this one, and the reason why it's not on the archive, um, when Gus and I were working on our first book, we were gathering up all the information of you know, every uh, collectible that we could find information on. And from this line, we had heard rumors of a speedboat uh, as part of the items that were produced. But we could never confirm it. So uh, on our lists of things that we were coming up with, you know, we just like, okay, if we can't confirm it, we're not going to put it in the book. And so... Uh, we waited as long as we could. We sent everything off to the pre uh, to printing, and the very next day, one of these showed up on eBay. So I bought it, uh, got it, um, but it was too late to include it in the book. So it's not even in our uh, Gus and Duncan's guide to comprehensive guide to Star Wars collectibles. So it's not comprehensive. It's a lie. <laughs> Maybe you could do an extra page that would just slide into That's the right. So the second edition will just have the speedboat edition. Now with speedboat. So. Boat-related Star Wars items oh, sure. across the galaxy. It'd have its own little category. Has anyone seen this before? It's out of interest. No. Oh, thank yeah. goodness for that. That could be a disaster, couldn't it, really? Right. Um, Duncan, thank you very much for that. that My was pleasure. A spectacular, as I hoped. It, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It was oh. very difficult to get it down to five because there are so many uh, oddball uh, Star Wars items from Return of the Jedi. So you guys have an enjoyable time for the rest of your podcast, and thank you for having me on. Thank you, Duncan. Appreciate that. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Duncan. Right. Um, now, if you're a regular listener, we do a section. Um, I'm going to try and repeat it here, and let's see how it goes live because normally we're better prepared than this um, with stuff. And Andy, we just found out, likes to prepare far too much for this section. Let's see how, he, how good he is live, well, like we've the got rest some, of us. We've got some actual people here to time, Peter, because I'm always accused of overrunning on this section. Um, Adam, <laughs> right. fit him in 90 seconds, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what we do is, I thought it was 45 seconds, so that's me. Right, what we do is, we, Andy gives us a figure, and we've got to defend it, and like make it sound good and cool, and you want to own this item, okay? So... We've each been um, given a, a thing. So, Jason, you've got the A-Wing. I do. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> Just tell me that. Uh, Mr. Andy Preston, you've got the Battle Wagon. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, I've got something up my sleeve. Don't you worry. And uh, I have the Skiff. And uh, Spoons, well, you know what? Spoons, I mean, Phil Shaw was going to win, isn't it? It's a good <laughs> ship. <laughs> You just, what, sorry, what did you just say that? Good ship. Oh, God. <laughs> Crikey, we'll get through it. Luke's will be in in a minute, tell us off. Right, so who wants to go first? Andy Preston. Well done, you're going oh, first. Go first. Anyone timing him? I'll, get, I'll tell you when I get bored. Go on. Oh, well, right. he's got notes. He's got notes. That's cheating, notes. Go. Just go, start now. I'm going. Even though never seen in the movie, the battle wagon is still kind of groovy. It's driven by Wicket, he thinks just the ticket to pull Ewok chicks, the old smoothie. It can carry a host of small bears, some down below, more upstairs. When the Ewoks are in peril from beasts wild and feral, this wagon comes to answer their prayers. It rolls through the forest with ease, the skull and horns batter down trees, if on Endor you're strolling, when this comes a-rolling, 
Trust me, you better not freeze. The front has a battering ram to fight off the Gorax. Wham, bam! And any biker scouts or stormtrooper louts can be crushed into strawberry jam. At the back, there's a dangling cage for the Ewoks a trap it can stage. When the Dulocs run past, Wicket snaps them up fast and catches them in such a rage. Up top, winding gear and a drum to beat out a wicked rhythm. So when danger's around, the signal will sound and warrior Ewoks will come. It was sold at the end of the line with Star Wars sadly in decline. In a Power of the Force box, surprisingly, not Ewoks, but collectors still love it just fine. Now my poetry skills are dragging and I'm sure your attention is flagging. So please, all take note. Send up your vote for the superb Ewok battle wagon. That's pretty good. That was, that was good, Andy. That was good. That was not bad. We like bad. that. It's, it's missing a Richard Hutchinson pithy put down now because that's he, yeah, would, chat. he so would not appreciate It's going to be something that. like a, well, Andy, that was uh, not very really good, like <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> Right, I, I want to go next, because uh, I'm not going to do a poem, and I'm going to tell about facts of the item. Go for it. Actual facts. So, skiff, beautiful thing, absolutely amazing. Weirdly enough, well, the features on this don't appear on the exact same mould of the modern version, which is exactly the same, apart from the actual cool parts, which are two levers, you've got a landing gear, and you've got the little thing that pops out, and you can put your action figures off and flick them off outside into the... It's something you've made in the garden. Now, as a kid, I never had one of those, never saw one of those. My skiff was a Playmobil uh, kind of like dream boat thing with a, with a little fence because it looked just like it. So I thought, ah, it's got a fence on it. So it must be exactly like it. So I remember building or digging, to my dad's uh, annoyance, a big pit in the garden, stick on the side and just enjoying flicking figures off into the silent pit. And if it rained, even better because they kind of like sunk in the middle there. But uh, this obviously came out on the, on the Power of the Force range. It's ridiculously hard to get hold of in good condition. It's so fragile and brittle. But I mean, the skiff, I mean, it is just an absolute stunning looking uh, piece of merch. Uh, but yeah, if you are after it, good luck. And that's me. See, I didn't go on for two hours. 45 seconds, I think. Bit short, really. You needed a, need a bit more information. Ah, it's got enough information. It's the skiff. So, right, let's go with Jason. Um, it's not magic all the time. It's only when I speak in rhyme. No, I'm not going to do poetry for you because um, I can't take on Andy at poetry. Um, <clears throat> all my information is uh, shamelessly stolen from the Star Wars archive, though. So here we go. So it's basically the A-Wing, which uh, features uh, prominently in the, the battle of Return of the Jedi when they're uh, right at the end blowing up the, another Death Star. Um, it's on the droids line of... Um, of uh, toy collectibles, um, but it really, came really late in the line and it's not very cartoony, so a lot of uh, American collectors consider it to be part of the Kenner range. Um, but anyway, it's a very nice vehicle. Um, the front box states the A-Wing came with a special planetary map inside. Uh, this was basically was a folded sheet of paper which featured, featured a painted collage on one side and a catalogue on the other. 
Then during the mid-1990s, the A-Wing and Tatooine skiff ruled the vintage collecting roost. They were difficult to find, attractive, and sold for huge prices in unused condition. Um, and since that time, the demand for both toys has decreased considerably in large part because Hasbro has reissued both in slightly modified forms. Um, so there you have it. The A-Wing, uh, a very nice collectible if you can get your hands on it. Right. Do you have one, Jason? Um, I, I don't because uh, I'm, I say I'm mostly a Palatoy box collector and this is yeah. kind of droids lines. Although right. you can find Palatoy stickered versions. I've only, I I've only ever seen one. I did not know that. Look at this. This is new. New news. I need one now. Oh, my goodness. Right, Mr. Spoons, come on. You, right. You've been preparing for this for weeks. Your kids have been telling me you've been up practicing at nights and all sorts. Come on, let's have it. I wish they'd bought me one. I've never owned a shuttle, if that's a yeah. birthday present for next year. So the shuttle is amazing. It's big. It's really big. It's so big. On the box art, which isn't shown on this picture, it's the other side, thanks, Pete. They had to get an 18-year-old kid to hold it, to demonstrate it, because normal-sized kids couldn't do it. When the wings are extended, it is the biggest ship in the line and is absolutely amazing. And if 18-year-olds like it, it must be cool. Right, kids? <laughs> right, now, it's also the most accurate. So the other ships, not, I'm not gonna be putting any of these down, but the Falcon, fantastic toy, it always annoyed me. You couldn't go from the cockpit into the back. Now, the shuttle, it's got two seats in the front, so you can act out your kind of your uh, rebels descent onto Endor. Got Han and Chewie in there, Luke and Leia, you've got the team, you've got the space behind those seats for more people. And then you've actually got a doorway into the cargo hold so you can put all your rebel commandos. You can act out that scene. It's a brilliant toy. They didn't go for that on the box art, though. If you look at the box art, they've got Darth Vader and an Imperial uh, Emperor's Royal Guard driving it. Looks like they're about to land, pick up the Emperor, go for a little jaunt. And I assume it's meant to be the scene from the Death Star 2 but it looks really, really good. And then there's all those figures. Now, whoever set up the box art for this really went to town. I think I counted them. There are 20 Emperor's Royal Guards on there and at least 60 Stormtroopers. That is, that is great box art. Now, and it's not just about the box, the toy. So it's, it's listed the features. So I'm going to read these because they are amazing and I need to do justice to them. So action features are plenty. Retractable ramp into the cockpit. Pretty good. Ooh. Side panel pops off for inside play. Excellent. Mm. Press button to lower wings. And actually, yeah, if you can find one without droopy wings today, you're doing well. Manually movable landing gear. Bit of a mouthful, but a cool toy feature. Adjustable wing laser cannons. Wow. Realistic laser battle sound noise. To be fair, it's the same as all the other ones, but they are amazing for 1970s and 1980s, but the box art is absolutely lovely. Got the line art on one side and the color photos on the other, but we all know big is best. Vote Imperial Shuttle. Well, how many hours do you want there, Andy? That's 90 it. seconds. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Time's up, panel's yeah, over. Gonna... He's used up all the rest of the time. Right, let's, pretty go. <laughs> let's get on with this. Who's going to win? Time. Right, any hands up for me? No, fair enough. Jason, any hands up, Jason? Oh, 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 we've got a fan. Yeah, got a fan. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, got, yeah, that's, that's one up. Okay, right. Hands up for spoons. It took too long. Oh, spoons, you're in you. trouble, mate. Only one oh, family, member. oh family, family members. Family he's got, he's got his entire family in the room. They haven't voted for him. 
<sighs> Andy, any votes for Andy? I think Andy, you win. I can't believe Andy wins. Ooh, I think a recount. Boy, hey, Richard Hutchinson wouldn't have voted for you for your poems. Richard would not have voted for that it's poem. It's nice to have a judge who finally isn't rich. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we're going to come to something we, we love to do. We kind of resurrected this recently. What we call gimcrack challenge. Now, gimcrack is an old, old English word. Now, we probably pronounce it incorrectly, but I kind of went for gimcrack to sound like gimp, and that sounds funny. So, uh, I think it's it's probably gimcrack. But gimcrack actually means showy and gimcrack sounds much worse, Peter. Uh, yeah, I think it sounds great. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like something you do when you go to the gym. But um, it's all about showy and a bit rubbishy. But not, no, 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 no. Actually, no, it's not rubbishy. It's just a bit, a bit showy and a bit kind of like lower grade, maybe. So something that might be a bit beaten up, but it's still good. Tacky. Yeah, tacky. Cheap. Tatty, yeah, a bit cheap. But, but good enough. It has value to it. Okay, so what we try and do now is, because uh, we used to scour, I mean, like, we just scour the SWCA and, and scour Duncan's uh, collection to find some lovely stuff we used to talk about. Um, a lot of it used to be kind of handmade stuff. We thought, you know, we, we can expand that a little bit. So our challenge is, every time we go to a show, we spend five to ten pounds or whatever. Andy might have lost this because he spent 15. But, yeah, your kids told me. So. We're all from the same box, I think. I think everything was the same <laughs> yeah, price. Yeah, we the same box. I think Mr. Toys Tatooine. So we spend some money and we kind of talk about it and then we put out the audience um, online and they vote for the, the best of this amazing stuff. So... Right, let's go. Uh, Jason, let's start with you. I want you to defend your bit of gimcrack. Well, I've got a clip-along. Does anyone know what a clip-along is? Oh, yes, Duncan knows what a clip-along is, but he's, he's Duncan a, knows no, all. No surprise he's got the shipping container of that. Right, so what is a clip-along? Well, it's made by Craftmaster, um, but fun dimensions on the back. It's basically, it's a little device for holding and sharpening your crayons, because uh, everyone needs to have um, their uh, crayons held and sharpened. And um, this one features Darth Vader. And I'm looking at the back of the card. You can see in the line, we've also got uh, the lovely Ewok there, who doesn't love an Ewok. I love Ewoks now. And R2-D2. And uh, I just thought it's a... Uh, I looked at it and I thought, it looks like something I would use to like, you know, kind of fill cavities in my teeth. That's got to be my, uh, my, my gimcrack for the show. It looks fantastic. Uh, not bad, Jason. Not much enthusiasm there, I think, from the crowd. They're gonna, well, they're gonna win. I'm going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right, Andy, spoons. Right, well, 15 I... pounds, was it? 10 pounds, that's yeah, the limit. Out kids. Was, it, was it really 10? 10 pounds Wife. from the everything 15 pound item box, yeah. <laughs> which they all came from. So Ben Potter... Thanks very much for having your box of junk. Otherwise, we'd have all been stuck because nothing at Celebration <laughs> Europe is £10, that's for sure. Uh, so this, I didn't actually know what this was when I found out. I thought it might be braces or suspenders for our American friends here. But these are shoelaces. And aren't they cool? So these are from uh, Start Right, I think. Is that what it says? Does it? Oh, Stride Right. Stride Right, not Start Right. Uh, they are 36 inches long. I don't know how that compares to normal to normal shoelaces is that 
Is that a normal shoelace? I don't know. But they're great. Uh, nice X-Wing TIE Fighters on the box there. A price from KB. So that's, that's worth it anyway, isn't it? KB, great store. All those two packs out there. But I think that is a lovely bit of gimcrack. Uh, Enthusiasm-wise, <laughs> a few empty-looking, vacuous faces there. They there, just were, there were lots of they nods. There were nods. Waiting for mine. Come on, Andy. Right, what have I got? What have I, what have I got? I have got a Princess Leia soap. Still in a box. And this is, promote, uh, this is produced rather by Omni Cosmetics. It's an American piece. Uh, it's got a nice picture of uh, Carrie Fisher on the back there. It's Princess Leia on the front. Uh, silver, look, silver logo. And it says Star Wars Soap, Princess Leia. Bath size, net weight four ounces. 113.4 grams, that's very precise. And on the back, this is where it starts to get good. We've got a little bit of blurb, and it says, Pretty Princess Leia, Senator and Princess on Alderaan, and now a dedicated leader of the rebel effort. Because Effort. effort. Okay. Because she's courageous and fearless in her attempts to overthrow imperial tyranny, she's powerful at helping you get rid of ugly dirt and grime. <laughs> <laughs> Lather up with Leia, <laughs> and you'll feel just like a princess yourself. <laughs> that's, that's, more, that's better, Andy. That's better. I'm not finished. I've not finished. Oh, we've not the, finished. Okay. The soap, you won't be able to see that, most of you, but the soap has a sculpt of Princess Leia. It's not a bad sculpt. But if you look closely and do come up and have a look at the end of this uh, podcast, end of this panel, I think it looks more like an old lady with a bun hairdo. I really don't <laughs> think they've done Carrie Fisher much justice there. So, uh, yeah, nice box. Shame about the soap. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we all went to this store and we all went to the same guy. And he knows us all. So, uh, of course, he knows me slightly, he likes me more, I think. Because what he's found for me is right up my alley. Right, so I said, oh, this stuff, there was a caravan, a courage badge, I thought it was a bit naff, and there was, there was other stuff, but he said, I've got something for you. I've got something behind the store, and he'll bring it to me today. Right, this is a vintage figure, it's Boba Fett, but he's been through a dog. So the dog <laughs> bit it to pieces, it's eaten half of it, and then he's been put back together again by the person who originally owned it. Look at the little tiny arms. Amazing. He's missing a foot. His groin's gone, I'm afraid. But his rocket, that survived. Look at that state of that. His face is mashed. Never going to see a Mandalorian with a face like that mashed ever again. What a beauty. Look, and even it does stand up on a stand. Look at that. That's quality game print, that is. Did you say face. that's been through a dog? Well, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you wash your hands, Pete. I've not, not touched it. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to touch it. But that's my game go. Look at that. That's a beauty. Right. Let's get on to the voting. I think I'm going to win anyway. Andy's but a tat. Any hands for Andy's tat? Not even oh. his family. Oh. No, there's someone easy. Oh. No. That's a clap. Right. Not even his family. God, yes. You really don't like him, do you? Right. Jason's crack. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. the, the archive guys. Yeah. Andy's tat. Oh, oh, he's, oh, oh, he might surprise him. 
My dog related. Come on, it's been through a dog. Come on. I've got a fan. Oh, I've got two fans. Yes. Andy wins again. Andy, you're on fire. On fire. Right. Andy's got a quiz. We're going to give some tat out, I think. Are you going to give some tat we out? We do. Well, we've, we've got a quiz for all of the audience to participate in. How are you going to split it? What, first How three rows? First three. Is it three, three rows or two rows? Try and, I think, try and even the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah two first, rows and then everyone else. Two so row, not, first two rows. Hang on, hang on. You've got him in there. And his wife. <laughs> <laughs> first two rows, then everyone else. So the first two rows, you guys are the empire. Everybody else, you are the rebels. Now we've got a mix of questions. These are multiple choice questions. So what we're going to do, and I don't want any conferring, I just want you to raise a hand. Once I've read all three, I'm going to, I'm going to read them again. And I want to see a show of hands for which one you think is the correct answer within your team. So only the Imperials get to answer the Imperial question, all right? And the majority vote takes it. So I'm sure you'll get the hang of it as we go along. I hope so. I'm confused. <laughs> We've lost Pete. So for the Empire, the first round is who said that? Who's the Empire? These first two The rows, Empire yeah. is the first two okay, rows. Got, I'm, I'm there now. So I don't want any votes. I'm going to give you all three options. So the, the quote is, if you get a translator, be sure it speaks bocce. So the three options are Aunt Baru, Han Solo, or Uncle Owen. So the first two rounds only, the Empire. Hands up if you think it's Aunt Baru. Ooh. Who's hands up if you think it's Han Solo? Nobody there. Hands up if you think it's Uncle Owen. Three. So the majority is for Aunt Baru. Empire, you are correct. It oh, was well Aunt Baru. Are you keeping score here? Are you One point score? to the Empire. Keep score. Yeah, I've got a pen. Oh, good lad. Keep, keep score. Go for it. You keep score. Right. What, what, what are you giving them anyway when they win this? I don't know anything about stuff. Nothing for this, but at the end of this, we're going to choose two champions, or, oh. or, you're going to, or you're going to volunteer two champions to do another couple of rows for a prize. Yeah, I, I think we're going to do too many rounds, Andy, because like. Right. Rebels. The quote is Many Bothans died to bring us this information. So the three choices you've got General Medine. You've got Admiral Akbar, or you've got Mon Mothma. So let's see your votes for General Medine. <laughs> yeah, but that's the answer to every question that's put to you, Jason. Yeah, Jason. What do you want for tea? General Medine. Where's the cat? General Medine. It's so easy. Okay, votes for Admiral Akbar. Oh, Nothing. Nothing at all. Votes for Mon Mothma. Oh, look that's at a big show. We've got hands. a Star Wars audience in the Star Wars thing. We do. That's a point to the rebels. Okay, Imperials. One all. Someday you're going to be wrong. I just hope I'm there to see it. So your three options, Lando Calrissian, Princess oh. Leia, or C-3PO. Someday you're going to be wrong. I just hope I'm there to see it. Lando Calrissian. How many votes? Nobody. Princess Leia. Oh, they know their stuff. Good show of hands there. C-3PO. No, yeah, that's... I think they answered it. I think they're right. That is Princess Leia. Another vote, another point for the Imperials. And Rebels. This little one isn't worth the effort. Han Solo, Darth Vader, or Ben Kenobi? Hands up for Han Solo. 
Hands up for Darth Vader. Hands oh, up for Ben Kenobi. Oh, look at them. Look at them. They know everything. They do know everything. You need some harder questions here, man. You need to get into that really good. hard round. Well, I did have hard questions. I was told they were too hard. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that, that is true. Oh, let's let's, let's right. go really intense now. Okay, round two, general knowledge. The Imperials, what is another name for a scout walker? Is it an ATST? Is it an ATCT? Or is it an ATAT? Scout walker. Votes for ATST. Yeah, pretty I, good I there. think that's all of them. I think that is. Um, yeah, we won't carry that on any further. It, it is correct, an ATST. Rebels, what was Luke's call sign in the Battle of Yavin? Was it red three, was it gold five, or was it red five? Votes for red three. Votes for gold five. Votes for red five. <laughs> this lot yeah, are good. Right? Lot are I good. think we need red to get down. I think we need to get down to this like. like Last round. Right, we'll move on. We'll yeah, move on to some, pop, some pop culture questions. So, uh, Imperials, which character in Friends dressed up as Leia in her Jabba's prisoner outfit? Was it Monica? Was it Rachel? Or was it Phoebe? Monica. Come on, Imperials. Nobody for Monica. Rachel. Good show of hands there. Phoebe. So he, no, he, that, that wasn't an answer. He just wants that to happen. <laughs> it was indeed Rachel. Rebels. Which Simpsons character displayed Star Wars figures as his school project? Was it Ralph <laughs> Wiggum? Was it Bart Simpson? Or was it Milhouse Van Hoosten? Votes for Ralph. A few there. Votes for oh. Bart. Oh, this could kill it off. Votes for Milhouse. Oh, no. Look at them. Oh, Where are those two coming from at the back now? I can tell you it was Ralph Wiggum. I think we need to get into the into the, the, the standoff now, Andy. I think we do. I think we do. So we Imp need it. We need Imperials, a can you volunteer a champion? Well, the first person to put their hand up. There's a prize. Come on, there there's is a prize. a prize. There's a wonderful prize at stake here. It's a proper prize. Nice it's a quality bit of stuff. Sealed. Oh, he's yeah, not. We, we have we have a champion. Rebels, would you like to put forward a champion? Where is your champion? Oh, look at the yes, we have friends at the back there as well. Right. Right. Okay. So we are going to do a round on collecting. Imperials, which company released Star Wars figures in France? Clipper, Kenner, or Meccano? You can shout out. Clipper, Kenner, or Meccano? Meccano is correct. Ooh. Rebels. One nil. Which of these Kenner figures was not in the early bird set? Han Solo. Chewbacca or R2-D2? Solo is correct. Ooh. Imperials, which company is best known for producing ceramic collectibles? Was it Butterfly Originals? Was it Sigma or was it Factors? Sigma is correct. Good, Andy. Rebels, what, what colour were the borders of the second release of Star Wars trading cards by Tops? Was it red, blue or green? Green. Green is incorrect. <gasps> Imperials are in the lead. We have one more round, which is actors. Imperials, which character was played by Warwick Davis? Was it Ugnaught? Was it R5-D4? Or was it Wicket? Correct. Rebels, which character was played by Jeremy Bullock? Was it Dr. Everzan? Was it Boba Fett? Or was it the Emperor? Boba Fett is correct. Imperials, which character was played by Michael Pennington? 
Wedge Antilles, General Raiken, or Moff Jurgerod? Oh, he's looking confused there. Yeah. Second one was General Riken. That is incorrect. It was Moff Jojerod. Well, it's your last chance at the back there. Come on, this is it. So this right. Equal points now. Both lost one. Rebels, which character was played by John Hollis? Was it Lobot? Was it Imperial Dignitary? Or was it General Maydeen? Was that, what was that? It was Lobot. Lobot is correct. They're, ti they're tied, Andy. They're tied. They're tied. Well, Andy's scoring's a little bit wrong, actually. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> The, um, the Rebels did get question four wrong. I don't know if you over... That was the Bart Simpson question. The Bart Simpson, they did. The Rebels did get the, the uh, Bart Simpson question wrong. Therefore, our winner... We have a winner. ...is from the Imperials. Stand up, sir, and... Winner, winner, chicken prize. dinner. Proper vintage. Look at that. Happy, happy Christmas. Congratulations. Right, that is, that is pretty much it. We have got, I mean, anyone ask, ask us a question for a couple of minutes? Yeah, anyone we've got, got about five, five minutes. A memory? Anything, anything you've ever wanted to ask any of us? Otherwise, you just come and get stuff off of you. Right? There's some stuff over there. I've got posters which you, I can't give you, but you can take. We've got a question at the back there. I've got to think about that. Andy, what's your favourite vintage piece? This is going to be hard for him because he's got bloody lots of them. Well, I, I have two. So my favourite vintage piece um, that I've acquired is my cloth jacket. Not that one. Not that one. I have got a real one at home. But Cost my equal favourite vintage piece is my photo album. When I was young, I took my action figures out into the garden. I put them in all, all sorts of poses, all sorts of situations. I took photographs of them. I stuck the photographs when they come back from the developers into a photo album. I wrote little bits of text to go in alongside them. I cut pictures out of magazines to go in, pictures of... Um, you know, stuff out of their catalogues. And I've got this whole photo album full of photo stories of my figures in the garden. So that's, that probably is my favourite collectible because that's absolutely irreplaceable. I, I've just thought. Um, I think I've got a picture of me and my brother when we were little kids. And we've got, we're both on a bed. We're little, tiny little kids. We've got Star Wars pillow behind us. I think that's, I've still got that Star Wars pillowcase. I think it's probably that because that's the only photo I've got of us with anything Star Wars at all. Uh, because we just didn't have, didn't have cameras like we do today. We had, had Polaroids. Couldn't afford to always keep you know, buying Polaroid films. So, yeah, it's probably that, because it's like me and my brother together, we were both Star Wars nuts, and you know, I mean, I've still got that, that pillowcase. Yeah, I don't think I've ever washed it. <laughs> Jason? Um, I think my favourite is a purchase I made here uh, back at the first Celebration Europe in 2007, would it have been? Um, and that was a the toys of the film are here Palatoy shop sticker, um, which are very rare and very hard to get. And um, I have it pride of pride of place in my collection room, sitting on a shelf. So very nice. Nice spoons. It's a really difficult question, and these kind of lists are kind of generally change from month to month. But actually, there's there's one constant which for a diecast spaceship collector and a Han Solo Hoth collector is neither, and it's a Takara rocket-firing C-3PO. And it's when I got it, I, I bought it because it looked nice. I've never had one in, in my hand before. It's just amazing. It is, die, it is die cast. It's a metal figure, a bit bigger than the Kenner figures. It has red eyes and a lever on his, on his back that moves his head around, and on his chest is a hole where he shoots his rockets from. And it's just a fantastic toy, and that's what it's, that's what it's all about. 
Any more questions? Right. I want to say, oh, Don Quinley, the winner. Yeah. Uh, some of us more than five minutes. <laughs> yes, Andy. Some of us more than others. Um, normally, we just give it to Richard and let him edit it all. But uh, I mean, Chris Porteous, our Canadian guy, he does he does um, a little bit of adjusting because we after we as Mr. Newbold over there tell you once you've you've recorded your podcast, it's all over the place because we will have an interview that we do you know weeks before and that gets put in and then we might do another section of. But we, we do record the majority of it in the same evening. And it's actually, it's not too bad. So it's normally about three and a half hours of sitting there all evening talking. And it does fly past. Um, but it's just the editing, the editing down, because too, uh, too many ums and ahs. I could, I, I'm going to make you a T-shirt one day, Andy, of, your, of your, uh, the visual of your ums. <laughs> so you can see what I have to cut out every month. But, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's not too bad. I mean, we are, we are fairly laid back. We don't have it. We don't set a deadline. Uh, we just go right. We're going to do it. We're gonna, we pick a night. We all come together, and I think every, pretty much we never had a, uh, an evening where we haven't done it together. And we all gone pretty well with each other. And uh, there's no there's no drama or anything. We just get it done, and it's done. But uh, Richard does do the majority of the editing. I chip in with some sections as well. But yeah, Rich puts a lot of work in. Chris does as well, and of course well, we do. Chris Chris is the unsung hero. Yeah. He's he's like the Terry Gilliam. <laughs> of the team is kind of working behind the scenes and and I do very little editing and I am very yes, very thankful for this kids role. can you help him but I did I did my first bit of editing for the last show where I recorded uh, Bob Reekin and Jeff Maisie uh, interview at Echo Live and I spent all Sunday doing just that taking out the arms raising the level of Jeff because he was much quieter I sent it through to Chris and said, and he's, he was expecting something really bad anyway. And he said, oh, this, this is really good. And I said, yeah, I worked on it all day, changing all those levels. Did I need to do that? And he was kind of, he's kind of bashful guy, Chris. He said, well, not really. I've got a button I just pressed that, that does all that. <laughs> so, so it's not as hard as they make out, I don't think. Yeah, but, but in terms of prep before the show, we'll agree probably about a week ahead what topics we're going to cover and what our licensee section is going to be. Um, somebody will write a quiz. We usually take it in roughly turns to do a, to, to do a quiz. So it's prepped sort of a, a week before, and then we, you know, we, we'll each do a little bit of homework on the sections that we that we're going to um, contribute to. Um, Pete and I normally do the licensee, which tends to do more of the uh, well. I do, and then and I do it, but I just Andy really does it. It's kind of like a comedy show, double act. I just talk, and then Andy gives all the information. <laughs> but it seems to work, doesn't it? I mean, as I said, his brain is just like, it's just an encyclopedia in there. It really is staggering what he knows. And I just kind of just try, trying to pull it out of his head all the time. So that works well. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know hardly anything about this stuff, but these guys, these are the experts on our podcast. Me and Rich, well, it's probably just me. But, uh, you know, I mean, you know, these guys have the focuses and stuff. So that knowledge is in there and trying to get it out and, and get to talk about it. I mean, I think now uh, when we started, it probably didn't flow so brilliantly, but... It does it seems to flow quite well now. We can talk. I think people like listening to conversations as well and just general knowledge. So um, it, I think years ago we used to, you know, several years ago we used to spend a lot of time editing. Uh, now it's not so bad. We can kind of knock it out in a couple of weeks kind of thing. So, But I said we, we do it for the sheer love of doing it. We don't make money. We don't do advertising. If someone wants to give us money, that's fine. But uh, we don't do it for that. <laughs> it's just it's not happened yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think we probably wouldn't do it as regularly if we were relying on patrons and stuff because we want you know we think we were obligated to do the podcast but we just do it because we go oh we haven't done it for a while let's do it this month 
So, um, yeah, I mean, if that answers the question, hopefully. Any more? I think we're probably going to have to wrap up, but very quickly. No, no, we do it all on Skype. Like We're all over the place. Uh, Jason's down here. Your goodness knows where in up north. Sheffield. Sheffield. I'm from deepest, darkest summers at IP. Richard's in Newcastle-ish area, Gateshead, and I'm in the middle in Leamington. So we are all over the place. As, as a range of British accents, though, we pretty much got it covered. We just need a Welsh. I mean, I'm Sheffield, I'm from London originally, and Jason being Scotland, and we're everywhere in between, which is yeah, pretty good. So yeah, that is, that is it. I want to thank you all for coming. We were terrified. We're going to get like not even a row of people, but you have made our day. We are so chuffed for you lot yes. turning yeah, up. Yeah, we really are. And thank enjoying you yourself, hopefully. So thank you very much. Thank you. And a quick extra round of applause for Duncan because we dragged him into this. He had no choice, but he was brilliant. And, and like a gig, if anyone wants, anyone wants Jason's set list, this will go for good money on eBay. <laughs> the, uh, so if you haven't got a poster, off me, come get a poster. We should have enough to go around. There's some swag on here. Just come and grab stuff. It's got the scores on the back too. <laughs> and remember, only you can decide with Star Wars toys. This podcast is not endorsed by Disney, Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or anybody who cares about the Star Wars franchise. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. All names and sounds of Star Wars are registered trademarks of Lucasfilm Limited and other associated copyright holders. All of the original content of this podcast are the intellectual property rights of the Vintage Rebellion. If you enjoyed this podcast, then feel free to email swtvrpodcast at gmail.com. If you don't enjoy this podcast, tough. Are Star Wars products going to have the durability of, say, that old favourite, the teddy bear? Teddy! <laughs> <laughs> Are you staying? You'll, you'll boost the numbers? Great, don't let him out. I'm not sure James had too many. Oh, it? nice. I saw that. That's at Ben Potter's, wasn't it? I was we should call ourselves the Vintage Layer Rebellion. I'm going to win. I'm winning with this. I'm going to win with this, mate. Oh, these are nice. Help yourself. Andy P. I don't even know what a clock along is. Lovely. It's a crayon holder and sharpener. Should we start swearing about it? Start swearing about it. Okay, thank you. Cheers, Chris. Bye, Mum. Are you going to saw that in half? No, he's gone. Have you got a zoom up in the... Mm. I don't know, when you're not asking questions, he sorted it. He's done it. I don't, yes, I don't know what a zoom is, so... so. Oh, one of those, right. <laughs> Mike, do you want to buy him? <laughs> he got eaten by a dog, and then he got put back together again. <laughs> is that, is that uh, been through a dog? Hey, is look, that what you're saying? Well, it might have done. <laughs> Thanks know. for last night as well, Mark. Yeah, give it a good sniff, Pete. Oh, no, it smells alright. Feeling it today. It smells yeah, Bubba Fetty. <laughs> oh, here we go. Welcome, welcome. In you come. Look, this is always a friend says more than five. It's more than five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ooh, eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Nice. Fourteen. That's more than six. Yeah. Welcome, great. welcome. Come on in. Sixteen. Ooh. Exciting. 
We may be cooing slightly because like more than five people turned up. So uh. build, build, build it and they will come. The expression. That's what she said. I've had a good time. <laughs> Slowing down. Have you had a good time, everybody? You look very happy over there. <laughs> I can't be any worse than the uh, the the what was it yesterday the, the cosplay competition. They'd obviously given the presenter the cards just there before she started reading because you know you read uh, read something out and you know you're not following it through so. She was stopping halfway, and the cosplayer was getting half across the stage, and then the cosplayer was looking around and then walking off, and she's got another three paragraphs to read about this cosplayer. <laughs> and it was, it was a bit shocking. Then it was a 15-minute gap in, in, between the, winning, the winner being announced. So everyone's standing. It, it was a full, full galaxy stage, absolutely full. And uh, half the people left, and then people for the next panel came in thinking, what's going on here? And he got someone from the holiday special, one of the best costumes I've seen. Uh, the only person who wanted to perform in their costume. And so you've got this random thing of audience coming in and out, and then this, this cook doing the same song over and over and over again. It was so surreal. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. guys are all in the right place. Yeah, this is, our, this is the our place collecting track panel, there was just this constant screaming from the, the live stage. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's anyway, Richard spoke. Noise. That's why he's not here. Well, we are going to get Andy's kids to go over there and scream as when we start all the way through to like make us feel at home because we yes. like that. We like quiet bunch. That's good. <laughs> don't, don't say we're a quiet bunch. We're going to do a podcast stage, oh, yeah. Andy. We're going to say. <laughs> I don't know. Any any whoopers in the audience at all? Any whoopers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. whooper. Yes, we're whoopers. Well, she whoop, whoop she was whooping last night. That's that a whooper. Heather and I whooped out from Ash <laughs> yesterday. So. <laughs> Jason, you sound so excitable. I will, I will raise Jason. I'll Come raise on! My <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long weekend for all of us. A man, a man, a man, a man, a man, a man. Good morning. Um, good morning, a man, a man. Is that your fan, Jason? Has he turned up? Uh, haven't done that for a while. Oh, good. I might do it again. I might start it up again now. Jason's got loads of fans. Yeah, by special request. That's it. It's coming back. Yeah, please tell me not to do it. It's not a Scottish accent in a minute. Right, I think we're going to go with that. Go for it. Oh, no, I can't start early. I'll be told off. Here they come. I'll be told off like I was told off about the poster as well. By the way, we have a poster and we have some rulers. We can't give them to you, but you can take them. I genuinely think this is um, the highlight of my show. It's been good yeah, today. I really love this. It's been in a dog. It's been in a dog. Boba Fett has been in a dog. <laughs> <laughs> 